This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Jimmy, let's get to the board. Brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Take it away. First one, Red River Shootout, noon on ABC, Texas. Time of taping, minus seven at Oklahoma. Figured out. Do we know either quarterback status? I feel a lot better saying Quinn Ewers plays for Texas. Same. I mean, listening again, time of taping Wednesday morning, guys. In an ideal world, I wouldn't have to pick this till Friday. But listening to Brent Venables, it sounds like there's three quarterbacks who could play for Oklahoma. Now, who's getting QB1 reps, who's QB2? He's clearly keeping it under wraps. I think there's a real chance Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. Mm -hmm. But time of taping, that's all I have to go on. He hasn't been ruled out as we're talking no. today. Now, he will speak later today. That doesn't Convenient. do us any good. Um, this was Texas from the rip for me based on I can't get the image of Quinn Ewers cutting up Alabama before getting hurt. Here's the other thing. It's not just Dylan Gabriel who might miss this game for OU. When you look at this, um, they could be without senior running back Eric Gray. They could be without their best offensive lineman in Wanya Morris. They could be without starting safety Billy Bowman. Um, there could be as many as five Oklahoma starters that don't play in this game. Um, this is Texas or pass for me. And I think Ewers, look, Texas without Ewers did not fall apart. Mm -mm. I thought they were impressive against West Virginia last week, which, again, you don't get a gold star. But, Jim, the seven doesn't terrify me. It's just I'm going to feel like an idiot if I play it. Gabriel pops out of nowhere Friday. And then what? The number's four and a half? Yeah, but it goes the other way. If he gets ruled out, like, Tonight could be 10. It's 10 and a half, maybe. And you go, son of a, I should have taken yours when I could have. What's your comfort level in a rivalry like this when you see a seven? See, I don't, I don't like it. I think for a number of reasons, the rivalry part of it, these games are always close and usually Oklahoma wins these games. I think Texas has only won by more yeah. than a touchdown once yeah. since 08. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not comfortable with seven. This would be the first time Oklahoma's lost three straight since 1998. That's unbelievable. SP Plus says it's a pick em. I'm staying away. All right, this will be a pass for me. Um, it is Texas or pass, though. I will tell you that I don't care what the number goes to. I wouldn't bet Oklahoma. No. Um, I told you I liked Oklahoma under their win total to start the year. Um, I gave you a bomb play with, like, TCU as the future bet in the Big 12, plus 1,800. Let's oh, we'll, roll. We'll get to your Horn Frogs. But... I also don't know if I want to lay seven when I might be able to grab four and a half Saturday. So it's a pass, um, but I'll tell you in all likelihood, it won't be on my pod plays. There's a very good likelihood I'm on Texas Saturday. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm just not going to be honest with people. I'm not going to BS the listeners, but for today, for the pod, for the official plays, 
How could I recommend this when I don't have officially that either quarterback's in? I'm not going to do that to you. Noon window. I want to go out of order here because we mentioned TCU. 17 in the country, minus seven at America's Kansas Jayhawks. All right, let me just. Let me this just. is noon FS1. <sighs> just crack my knuckles and get into this. Fuck Kansas to another galaxy. <laughs> so Monday recap episode, I'm not going to get angry, but you can go listen to my thoughts on Kansas and ISU and how that game went down. I, I, I'm tired of the Something narrative. Something about a bird not being real? It's not. The Jayhawk is not a real bird. So look, unless TCU shows up drunk, high, blindfolded, and potentially point-shaving, they should roll these fake bird-wearing idiots. TCU isn't just good. When I talked about them in the preseason, they're better than even the best version of them that I thought they could be. Now, I told you from the start I wanted Max Duggan as the starter. And he is finally... Some of it was injury. Some of it was the other guys faltering. The point is, TCU's pass attack, 9.8 yards per pass, good for number eight in America. They are number one in the country in yards per play. And Kansas, 90th in what you call pass expectancy, meaning when the opponent passes, do you do better or worse than what's expected on said given down distance and pass attempt? Do you know what you get as an opponent against Kansas? You get what's called bonus points because Kansas is giving up 111% per pass expectancy. Then we factor in TCU. Look, when you look at them defensively, they're not scrubs. Now, they're not ISU. ISU came in 14. But, Jim, they're only – I think they're allowing 3.4 yards a carry. I've said to you for three weeks now, Kansas continues to get knocked down a peg on all offensive metrics. I love Jalen Daniels. He's fun. But the minute they ran into a defense, remember, last week ISU, I think that's the first defense they played inside the top 90. ISU shut them down. 14-11 is what it is. Jalen Daniels, 20 yards rushing, 100 yards passing. I think it was 3.3 yards per pass. TCU lit up OU. They've done everything right. They have elite wide receivers. They've got a quarterback that's dual threat. Everyone will talk Jalen Daniels. I know I'm laying seven. I understand it's Kansas and it's game day and it's diddly do da and all the rest. I'm sick of it. And I, I this is the parental moment. Do as I say, not as I do. I am betting TCU. You are not to do this because I'm out for blood. I am doing all the things I've told you guys not to do. Do not chase. Do not revenge play. Do not. No, no, no. You do as I say, not as I do. I'm taking TCU to skull drag these idiots. And I want you to hear this very clearly. I want my money back. TCU minus seven. Fuck you, Kansas. You're maniacal with this. I hate them. Okay, here's the thing. Kansas is earning respect from everybody but you. Fine. And they're going to take it from you. Whether you want to give it to them or not, they're going to take it from you this weekend. Argue my numbers. No, your numbers are your numbers, but I want to present some Kansas numbers, if I may. Oh, absolutely. Okay, because here's the deal with the Jayhawks. I'm done whispering that they're good. They're good. They're 5-0. and They're the only 5-0 and team in the Big 12. And when we look at them offensively, they are great in the key areas. In the red zone, on third down, they are top 10 in the nation in touchdown percentage and third down conversion. It's because they're well coached. Lance Leipold's a real coach. A guy was like 109 and six 
at Wisconsin Whitewater. He's a real coach. He's kept that same staff with him for almost a decade. And it's paying dividends at Kansas. You mean the next coach at Wisconsin? He might end up being the next no, coach at no, Wisconsin. It could be Jim Leonard, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, but, but either way, he's a real good coach. He is. And, and they got game day. They're sold out. I'm getting a touchdown. They're going to take the respect from you whether Mike Valeni's willing to give okay. them it or not. So let me offer you this. Tell me what these numbers mean. 55, 48, 35, 14. You tell me. In that order. That's what they've scored when you take out Tennessee Tech to open. They scored 55 in an overtime game against um, West Virginia. 48 against a a horrific Houston team. Down to 35 against Duke. Down to 14 against ISU. That's real-time regression to the mean. TCU is going to be the best offense they've faced, and I think it's going to be the second-best defense they've faced. I think TCU is for real. People's concern with TCU, for the record, is their defense. Yep. And, and we'll see when they go up against a team averaging over six yards a carry on the ground with all of, as you call it, the pre-snap candy. Oh, it's a brilliant scheme. It, it's a it's... really well-coached, designed yeah, offense. It, it is. It reminds me a little bit, and it's not the same thing, but the innovation, kind of like Chadwell with Coastal Carolina, and that's why I, I like both these teams. They're both undefeated. They're both scrappy underdogs that don't get enough respect. Even this week, Mike, 62% of the bets on TCU. I, I'm going to take the home team that nobody believes in. Good. I'm going to take the touchdown. You do that. TCU. Uh, from the minute this game came out, it was TCU. All right, this next one, you called it the Rotten Eggs Line Bowl on our uh, recap uh, episode because something's weird about this line. Tennessee's number eight in the country. I believe they're off a bye. Yes. And they're at number 25 LSU. Tennessee is only a three-point favorite. In better days, it'd be an auto play to LSU when you've got a, a team that's number 25, you know, only catching three from number eight. But here's the problem. I started to dig into the numbers a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. even though I'm trash right now, betting college, I do the work. Tennessee hasn't faced a rushing offense outside of Florida in the top 90. Florida gave them a scare. Right. But what can't Florida do? They can't complete Throw. a pass. Yeah. So I look at LSU and I go, wait a second. Look at the schedule LSU's played. Way more formidable. Mm-hmm. Way more formidable than Tennessee. Then you factor in Cedric Tillman. The, the All-America superstar wide receiver for Tennessee, he's not playing in this game. He had that rubber band surgery on his ankle. Josh Heupel on Monday said he was limited. He was, quote, lightly moving around. Mm. I'd be stunned if he plays. And then you go, all right, LSU's going to present something that Tennessee – look at Tennessee's schedule. You can pull it up right now. Mm-hmm. Best team they faced is who, Pitt? Well, Pitt just got aced out by Georgia Tech. They're going to face an LSU team that's got Ojalary and Allie Gay, two elite pass rushers, and, and I'm not comping it direct. I'm just saying collegiately, when you've got a pair outside edges, mm-hmm. think back to what Michigan did last year with Hutchinson and Ajabo. Ojalary and Allie Gay are elite and both first-round picks. They're number 14D in points per game and 14.8. They're at home. Mm-hmm. Now, why would I not automatically go to LSU? because they should have lost to Auburn. And they are still an LSU team that, A, I had Florida State on opening night, but I cannot get it out of my head how they utterly imploded. And last week against, you want an example of, well, they should have lost to Auburn, 3.3 yards per pass. They got to figure out their passing game. But I think that's what this matchup offers. So, like, yeah, this this looks wrong on surface. So I started to dig into it like you did. And I found 
lot of the same things, right? Tillman's hurt. I'm sorry if LSU, I bored you there. No, no, no. Like, listen, LSU's a tough place to play. Brian Kelly, whether you like the guy or not, is a really good coach. I started to try to understand why this line was the way it was, and I found a football reason. Tennessee's pass defense is awful. It's one of the worst in America. It's the worst Power 5 pass defense in the country. And the two teams they've played that might be capable of throwing against them, well, Pitt lost Keaton Slovis yeah. in the first half, and then they played a Florida team who can't complete no, a real they're, forward they're pass. No, they're vertically challenged. However, they did zap Tennessee with a couple of 50-yard bombs. Well, and that's the thought here is, is I've probably spent too much time looking into this game and Brian Kelly reading media quotes, and they want their quarterback. He goes, I know we haven't thrown a pick. He wasn't encouraging Daniels to throw a pick, but he wants him to take some chances. I think Tennessee's a secondary where if they take chances, if the drops stop being a thing for that receiving core, that's the path to victory here. In addition to all the other stuff where you go optically, it's Death Valley, it's Brian Kelly, it's... I'm playing LSU. I'm not going to... You do the in better days. 0-0 this week. LSU's the right play. I want to pull the trigger so bad on this, and I just, I don't have the confidence to do it because I still, I, and I admit bias here. I'm doing, guys, I'm as transparent as it gets. I hate Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels is horrendous. Now, he'll make some plays with his feet, but my God, from a passing standpoint, you take his first read away, it's, it's chaos. It is, I, Hendon Hooker is my boy. I know. And, I, uh, and here you're on the fence. I'm going to help you. Have you seen the jerseys Tennessee's wearing for this smoky game? Grays. The Smoky Grays. You're not going to pick against the balls in the Smoky Grays. You can pass on this one. It's I'm gonna, okay, buddy. I'm going to pass, but I got to tell you, you, you're on what I deem to be the right side. But Discipline Mike is in the building. I'm trying to keep the card short. I know I said Monday. If I'm betting five games, and if I go to six, Evan slap me. Evan, don't slap me because I am at six. Let, let, let's just we'll keep move moving to next. All right, so here we go. Pac-12, number 11, Utah, minus three and a half at number 18, UCLA, as we try to figure out what's going on with these Bruins. 5-0 and for Chip Kelly. Well, that was my favorite play of the week last week. I mean, that was a rocking chair game. We did a good job yep. with it. but um, Bigger test this week. I mean, Utah's just, the reigning Pac-12 champs. I'm just bothered. I went to bed last night. The number was four and a half. And then you wake up and it's three and a half. And you're like, that's a huge difference. Four is another big number because hashtag college kickers. Utah, look, the only loss they had, I think they were set up to lose by going cross country, playing Florida, ridiculous humidity. And they, they threw a pick in the end zone to end the game. They still could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they've done their job. They've cleaned up. They bombed Oregon State last week. They forced Chance Nolan into four, five, 16 turnovers. Well, he threw two, and then the backup threw two. They had four interceptions. Yeah, Utah it's did. just unreal. Like, But I look at UCLA, and I go, okay, regression should come calling this week because DTR played the game of his life. They were fabulous on Friday night. Yeah. I don't think Washington's that good. I don't think Washington's as good as Utah. And then I go, all right. Do I just want to run back the home dog? And it's, I kind of look at this like, is Utah really number five, six, or seven in America? And because of that Florida loss, we hold that against them. The reality is they're probably a lot better than UCLA. I I leaned at the open Utah. Then the line flew through three, flew to four and a half. And I'm like, wait, do I have to now go UCLA? And because my confidence is in tatters, I have done the chicken shit thing. I'm opting out completely of this game. So here's my read on it. We're going to learn how UCLA deals with some success under Chip Kelly, and, and it hasn't been good early in his tenure. 
But I'm not impressed with Utah. They got outgained last week by Oregon State with a backup quarterback. If you benefit from four interceptions, it doesn't mean you're a good football team. You're not going to bank on four picks every week. And I do wonder, is DTR comparable to Anthony Richardson in terms of the way he can stress a defense? Can you take advantage of a Utah defense? Pull out a couple of those big third and fourth downs. So I'm not in love with Utah traveling in this game. So then I go, all right, maybe I want to bet UCLA. Maybe I want to bet the Bruins. But I just struggle with how good are they really at this point. The problem here, well, here's here's something where you could say, you know what, maybe the Bruins are the play. If you value money differentials, yep. if you believe these numbers are real, all I will offer you is 91% of the money is on Utah. Right. We love taking the home team that everybody's sleeping on. SP Plus says it's a pick by the way. So if you want to play this game, I think it's UCLA. Numbers three and a half? Three and a half. Are you playing UCLA? I think we both have it in the same Are spot right now. Are you playing UCLA, Let's play, Let's play the Bruins. Let's do it. Our Bruins. I'm going to get you to a 10-pick card by the end of this thing. <laughs> Please don't. Please well, don't. Add the, right. Bru- add the Bruins. Keep going. Last game in our, our big five on the board. Number one, Alabama. Minus 23 and a half at Texas A&M. I wrote some interesting things. You wrote the blurb on this game. So this why don't you a, just go for it? This is a novella. There we go. No, I... Just to, to, to explain why. When I bet an underdog, sometimes it's as simple as situation, number looks weird, etc. And you don't have to justify it beyond that. You really don't. But I think when you play favorites, specifically favorites laying big points, you better bring ammo to the table because the number one way to lose is to bet big favorites. So I felt like I better be ready to explain to the listeners why, so that even if I do lose, I don't look like just a bigger moron than I already am. So first things first, we know what happened in in the summer. Jimbo Fisher running his mouth, really pushed the buttons of Saban. And Saban's the best revenge coach, and Bama's the best revenge team, this this side of John Rambo going after Murdoch. (laughs) Now, Bryce Young's banged up. We don't know the extent now he had his helmet on the sideline so that suggests he could have gone back in the game well they brought milrow in who's like a champion track star and he looked every part of it he did passing was a little sketchy but let's be like a track star though but for the aggies think about this let's build the pathway to the aggies getting skull dragged (laughs) so a both your quarterbacks suck correct Uh, haynes king is terrible and got replaced by max johnson because he's terrible well Max Johnson hurt his thumb last week, now may not play this week. So we're back to quarterback terrible one. So let's set this up now. Third game of a gauntlet in in college. So it's an angle I like to play is when teams have a brutal stretch because the schedule makers hate them. Well, you played Arkansas in a major, major game at Jerry World. You got very lucky. Then you traveled to Stark Vegas to play Mississippi State and got bombed. And your reward now is to come up for air and you're going to Tuscaloosa in a game that Alabama, their fans, Nick Saban and Miss Terry have circled since summer past the coffee and the little Debbie coffee cakes. Mm -hmm. Now, let me build it even further. Fun stat. Remember the Georgia defense where everybody was touching themselves over last year, rightfully so. I mentioned the whole pass expectancy thing. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an expectancy stat here. 
I know I've said we're never going to be the granular podcast, but I feel like my picks have been so shitty. You deserve to know what's under the hood of some of these. <laughs> so here you go. Here's the engine block. So Alabama's defense. Georgia last year allowed 58% expectancy on running plays. That is elite, mm-hmm. meaning of what you could expect on a first and 10 carry situationally, they only gave up 58% of that. This Alabama defense currently sits at 55%. So you don't have a quarterback. You're facing a dominant run D on the road. You already don't run it well. Your best weapon is out for the year. Jameer Gibbs might be the best back you face all year and is a sleeper Heisman guy. Oh, wait, you don't stop the run. You're 96th in America against it. And listen, if Bama sleepwalks like they did against Texas, then I'm going down and I'm going down hard. But I think this is virtuoso Saban since arriving in Tuscaloosa. This is an incredible stat I found in an article. It was on the Action Network. Want to give them credit for it. Saban has faced 15 opponents that Alabama's lost to the previous year. The Tide is 14-1 and straight up in those games and 11-4 and against the number. Roll damn Tide. Lay the 23 and a half. And if you come back to me next week and this play loses and you go, well, you're an asshole, I'm going to say argue anything that I've just presented to you. Argue it. Argue it. You know what I love about this is, is I typed up, some things on this game and then you just went nuclear so i'm not going to be redundant a lot of what she said i'm in the upside down world man i'm seeing ghosts so i felt like i needed to just double down and triple down and justify the selection to the people and i'm happy you did in terms of bryce young they don't seem overly worried it sounds like this is something he's dealt with before he might play Either way, I, I think boil it down to the trenches like you did. AM can't stop the run. They're dead last in the and SEC. And if Milrow plays, think about this. Yeah. Alabama easily already has some RPO stuff yeah. in the playbook. So let's say Young gives it a go and doesn't play. Well, you need to show me how does AM score? They were short on playmakers. Yep. They already lost the stud wideout, whose name escapes me because I'm angry and I'm dejected and I'm hurting. How does AM score? They can't run it. They don't have a quarterback. If Alabama lined up and said, Milrow, here's the deal. We're going all RPO stuff here. Why, why can't Alabama win the game 35 to 3? 35 to 7. Well, yeah, again, I think AM was a fraud. Painfully obvious they were a fraud. And I think the key for Alabama, no one's going to dispute they have the ability. They also have the intent based on everything that took place last year on the field and this year in the offseason. So, yeah, I mean, minus 23 and a half. We're on the right side of the 24. I'm playing it's, it. It's one of my favorite and plays. guys, guess what? Free country. You think I'm an asshole. And Too you many think, points. Hey, well, you oh, you have square play. You know what? I got nothing for you. The Saban stats are he's the right side when he's all horned up to beat somebody out of revenge. Okay? So that's what I'm doing. All right. So that is the big board presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and our number one sponsor. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.